This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, the center of government in the middle of nowhere. Tallahassee's political establishment is asking the Florida Supreme Court to keep a marijuana legalization amendment off the ballot in November. The state education commissioner has delivered his plan to get rid of Common Core curriculum in Florida schools, but the governor's office is refusing to release any details. Two lawmakers from Central Florida want to restore funding for arts education in the Sunshine State, saying it's an investment that pays huge dividends. A South Florida lawmaker files a bill to stop the state from selling the personal information on your driver's license to third parties like bill collectors, credit bureaus, and private investigators. Florida's senior senator in Washington is under fire after saying he will not vote to compel any testimony from John Bolton in the president's upcoming impeachment trial. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events, and our tribute to Florida Man is a real doozy, featuring a naked man strung out on meth who took a bite out of a police dog and the tale of the toe-sucking intruder. And now, the top stories on Sunrise for Wednesday, January 8th. The political establishment in the state capitol is saying no way to a proposed constitutional amendment allowing adults to use marijuana. The Florida House, the Florida Senate, the Florida Chamber of Commerce, and a number of other groups have filed briefs this week at the Florida Supreme Court opposing the Make It Legal Amendment. A brief filed by the House claims the ballot language misleads voters by suggesting the amendment would permit adults to possess, use, and purchase marijuana for personal use because it would still be a federal crime. The Senate brief argues that the language permits an act that is federally illegal and also claims the proposal violates the rule that says citizen initiatives must be confined to a single subject. The Florida Chamber of Commerce and a coalition of anti-drug groups are also asking the Supreme Court to reject the language and keep it off the ballot. But it may be a moot point. Backers of that amendment need 766,000 verified signatures by the 1st of February. Right now, they're about half a million short. The state of Florida has a new plan to revamp the curriculum in public schools, but shh. It's a secret. One of the first things Ron DeSantis did after being sworn in as governor a year ago was issue an executive order directing the education commissioner to get rid of Common Core, which was supposed to set national standards for what students should know in math and English at each grade level. DeSantis made the official announcement at Baker High School in Cape Coral last January. One of the things that we would constantly hear about uh, on the campaign trail is a frustration with a lot of parents in particular with this idea of common core and some of the testing and some of the things that go into that and, and it's called Florida standards. Um, today we are doing um, an executive order um, that is going to instruct uh, Commissioner Corcoran um, to get to work uh, and come up with good standards for the state of Florida which will include uh, eliminating common core and the vestiges of common core. Um, talk to teachers, talk to parents, listen to their experiences. Uh, I had a lot of parents who were very frustrated because they didn't understand some of the math and some of these things. So, look, let's just try to get this right. We want to be very high quality. Uh, we want to demand excellence, uh, but I think we want to do that in a way that's responsive to some of the concerns that we've had um, over uh, the many number of years. And so uh, the executive order uh, will require the commissioner to provide a roadmap uh, so that we have authentic uh, Florida-based uh, standards. Um, uh, he's also going to tell us how we can increase the quality of our instructional curriculum. Uh, he's going to suggest innovative ways to uh, streamline some of the testing and to make that so that it's something that is measuring success, but we're not just teaching uh, to a test. And then something that's really, really important to me is um, 
uh, identifying ways uh, so that we can really make uh, civics education a priority in Florida. So the Education Commissioner held public hearings around the state and released two different drafts of the new standards. The final report was due January 1st, but for some reason, it's still a secret. When the Tampa Bay Times asked for a copy of the standards, the governor's spokesperson said they were not available to the public yet, and the paper should file a written request under the public records law. That is government's way of saying, we'll give you the information when we feel like it. And it can take months. Speaking of education, two state lawmakers from St. Petersburg want their colleagues to restore funding for arts education in the Sunshine State. During a press conference at the Salvador Dali Museum, Senator Daryl Roussan and Representative Ben Diamond called for full funding of the Department of State's Division of Cultural Affairs Grants Program, which hasn't happened since 2015. Diamond says the $43 million spent on arts that year created more than $4 billion worth of economic activity and almost half a billion dollars of additional revenue for state and local governments. Florida's senior senator in Washington is under fire from legal experts after Marco Rubio said he would not vote to call the president's former national security advisor to testify at the upcoming impeachment trial. John Bolton refused to appear before House investigators back in November after the White House ordered him not to testify. But he released a statement Monday confirming that he would comply with the subpoena to testify in the Senate trial. However, Senator Rubio told CNN he would not vote to subpoena Bolton because he did not testify before the House committees. I wouldn't because I think, in my view, the, um, our inquiry should be based on the testimony that they took. That We are acting on articles of impeachment, and I believe we should be constrained by the information that those articles were based on. If the House wants to start a new impeachment inquiry or pull it back and add additional elements to it on their end, that's their choice to make. That's my view of it. Legal experts are mocking Rubio's reasoning because it pretty much ignores the second article of impeachment, obstruction of Congress, which was based in part on the administration's efforts to block testimony from officials like Bolton. Former Justice Department attorney Eric Columbus tweeted that Rubio was, quote, apparently unfamiliar with Senate impeachment rules. Berkeley law professor Orrin Kerr, who actually donated to Rubio's presidential campaign back in 2016, says the senator's explanation defies the Constitution and the writings of America's founders. Next up, the Sunrise interview with State Representative Matt Wilhite, who has filed a bill for the upcoming legislative session that would stop the Motor Vehicle Office from selling the personal information on your driver's license. This is Sunrise from Florida Politics. We all know that guy who says he knew Trump was going to win long before election night. Had he known about Predict It, he could have put his money where his mouth was and made a little extra cash in the process. Predict It is like the stock market for politics. You can buy and sell shares in future events and elections, both foreign and domestic. During the 2018 midterms, Predict It beat other national pollsters like Nate Silver in election night predictions, and it wasn't even close. It's easy and only costs a few bucks to get started. Sunrise listeners can get a special introductory offer by visiting predictit.org slash promo slash F-L-A-P-O-L. A South Florida lawmaker wants to prevent the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles from selling the personal information on your driver's license. Florida is one of several states that profit by selling your information, including crash reports and traffic citations, to private investigators, credit reporting agencies, bill collectors, and marketing firms. But Representative Matt Wilhite of Wellington says your personal information should be protected, and his bill creates a new exemption in the public records law. You know, I've heard as low as 63 and I've heard as high as $77 million that's collected from people, public records requesting things. And this is under the Florida Sunshine Law that that agencies and companies are able to, you know, request this. And obviously uh, they take it, they sell it, uh, they sell it to third parties. 
and people's information is being, you know, put out there in the general public. Uh, there's a large company out in the middle of the country, Midwest, that, as I understand, has 1.5 billion people's uh, information on it. And they're disseminating this, you know, for profit through multiple avenues. Uh, you know, the problem with this is, is where I really find the problem with it is, is, is where people are being taken advantage of. People are now vulnerable. But the real problem is, is people's identities are being stolen. Now, DHSMV right now doesn't give out your Social Security number or your signature. But, for instance, if you get a parking ticket and it goes through the clerk's office, that ticket, a picture of it there with your signature is there now. And we even had another member that I'm working with on this that their identity was stolen from that. And they had a copy of their signature and their address and their name and all the information, uh, information about them. And so now, you know, they were taken advantage of and their identity was stolen. And then, you know, the process that that people have to deal with that is a real, you know, dilemma about, you know, people access your bank accounts and your car records and all those different things. So we're trying to limit it a little bit. And we're trying, we're not trying to limit it to where the fact that, you know, insurance companies know about your crash, you know, they need to know about that because you pay for insurance and you want them to have information about your crash. We don't want to stop like car companies that may have recalls on certain vehicles because they see a trend, but we want to stop people from the ability of requesting this information and then selling it to third parties or selling it. And so you're going to sign a consent form that says, you know, I'm not going to do this. And if you violate that, the state will not do business with you then. Or, you know, people will have the option right now to opt out of things. And we don't, we want them to be either ask if they want to be in it or out. And, you know, there's, there's a DIPA law that's a federal law. And so that covers a lot of this. However, we want to go above that DIPA federal law and protect our citizens and taxpayers in Florida even more. And so there's about uh, 15 other states that already go above that as well. And so we want to continue uh, that trend. And why shouldn't Florida be on the forefront of protecting its residents uh, and their personal information? This may sound kind of mercenary, but can the state afford to do without that revenue? Well, I mean, you know, obviously there's a cost associated with everything. There's... Um, as I understand, and I've been working with highway safety motor vehicles, they are encouraged by this legislation. And so if they're encouraged by something like this and working with me on it, uh, I can only uh, assume that they're okay with this and can, and, and can handle it. And, you know, the workload that it takes into having to provide some of this information and track it down and file, you know, I'm sure there's a cost associated with that. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, but again, at the end of the day, the dollar value uh, is, is important, but our citizens' protections are what we as elected officials are, are you know, charged with doing, I think. And so I, I think, you know, as I say, the, the multiple stories across the state that this has shown and where it's happening and, and what's happening to our citizens is this is one of our obligations in my mind. You know, this is what, you know, we as elected officials are supposed to do and we're charged with doing and, and have an obligation to do. And I'm going to try everything I can to protect the citizens of, of the state of Florida. Uh, and, and try and make sure that they're protected in any way, shape, or form. Because in no way, shape, or form do I want our, our taxpayers to think that the state of Florida is benefiting off of their personal information and taking advantage of them. That's not what this is meant to be for, and our job and obligation is to protect them. If you're keeping score at home, Will Height's bill number is HB 1099. 
Your calendar of events today starts with the Revenue Estimating Conference, taking up issues related to fiscally constrained counties in rural areas. That's at 8.30 in Tallahassee. At 9, they'll be discussing the Public Education Capital Outlay, or PICO, program. Then at 9.30, they'll talk about the Educational Enhancement Trust Fund, the State School Trust Fund, and the Tobacco Settlement Trust Fund. The Tampa Bay Regional Resiliency Coalition continues a two-day Resilience Leadership Summit to discuss planning for the effects of climate change. It starts at 8.30 at the Hilton Carillon Park Hotel in St. Petersburg. A panel discussion will be held over a lawsuit that eight youths filed against the state over the state's refusal to address climate change. And a hearing in that lawsuit is scheduled later in the day. The panel meets at 9.30 at the FSU Law School. The hearing takes place at 1.30 in the Leon County Courthouse. The Broward County Legislative Delegation meets with officials from Broward County School District and the Broward County League of Cities to talk about safe school officers in county schools. They start at 3 at the Broward Library in Fort Lauderdale. Fox News host Jeannie Pirro will speak at an annual dinner held by the Tiger Bay Club of Volusia County this evening. It starts at 5 at the Hilton Daytona Beach Oceanfront. And Senator Bobby Powell of Riviera Beach and Representative Matt Wilhite of Wellington are hosting a town hall meeting to prep for the 2020 legislative session. It starts at 6 in the Royal Palm Beach Culture Center. And it's time once again for the continuing adventures of Florida Man. T'was the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring except for the Florida Man with a foot fetish. Authorities in Manatee County are looking for the man who broke into a house on Christmas Eve and began sucking the homeowner's toes while he slept. When the victim woke up, he slugged the guy and dragged him out in the yard, but the toe-sucking bandit wasn't done. He tried to fondle the guy's crotch before shattering a window in the house and breaking the windshield of the victim's car. Deputies found the attacker's DNA at the scene but have yet to identify a suspect. And a naked Florida man is accused of assaulting a law enforcement officer and biting the ear of a canine cop while he was high on meth. Deputies in Columbia County arrested 38-year-old Donald Watts in High Springs after they found him lying in a shallow pool of water covered with dirt, making, well, just say strange noises. Officers tried to taser the guy, and when that didn't work, they called in a deputy dog by the name of Casper. But Watts actually attacked first, grabbing the dog by the head, driving it to the ground while taking a bite out of Casper's ear. He's facing a variety of charges, including battery, resisting an officer, and aggravated battery on a service dog. That's it for this edition of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.